0: What's in your mind when you have that microphone and you're up in front of all those people? uh, What kind of feelings are you feeling? What are you thinking?
1: I'm really feeling like happy and excited because whenever like music comes out of my mouth, um, I see tons of people like smiling in the audience and that makes me happy. And I can really just feel whenever they're happy and they know, I know that they're happy just because I could feel it in the room.
2: Cause I keep looking on the sunny side.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to Living in the Limelight. I’m your host Jay Huller. As a quick reminder, please follow us on Instagram at Living in the Limelight Show and check out our website at livinginthelimelight.com. And of course you can find our podcast through all the major streaming services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Each week, we feature a conversation with a different artist where we delve into what makes them tick, and sometimes we get pro tips on pursuing a career as an artist. If you're a performer who would like to be considered for our show, check out the questionnaire at livingintheLimelight.com. and thanks, of course, so much for listening. Emma Charles Townsend is a 10-year-old country music singer and a huge Dolly Parton fan. She began singing during the pandemic in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee at age 7 and was part of the 1% of performers in the world at that time actually getting a paycheck. In 2021, she began working at Dollywood during the Christmas season as a youth performer. She's completed three contracts at Country Tonight Theater, and is still working at Dollywood as needed for each season. She's also released her first single, titled Never Go a Day Without a Rainbow. Can you believe that all of this is happening to a 10-year-old kid? Amazing, right? let's welcome Emma Charles to living in the limelight hello hello this must be Emma Charles am I right yes oh my goodness it's so awesome to talk to you how was your day today
1: it was really good how about you
0: I had a super day we had um, some rain here in Georgia how's your weather rain.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you live in the, you live in the mountains right
1: well we live there like part-time okay. but we live- we live in a camper and in and Pigeon Forge, but we're down in
0: Georgia right now, actually. Really? Oh, so you get to move around a little bit. That's kind of neat. <laughs> so cool. It's kind of like the taking the show on the road. Um, I wanted <laughs> to ask you right away, so are you kind of like the kind of kid that when something comes on the radio, no matter kind of like what it is, are you trying to sing along with it? Do you feel like you just have to sing all the time?
1: yes definitely <laughs> i get that I love- feeling
0: go ahead <laughs> like um what would be your like go-to if it like hey mom put that station on or put that um you know that music on what's your like your your favorite genre of music
1: definitely country music but if i did choose like a singer it would definitely be all dolly parton
0: <laughs> all dolly parton like 24 7 the whole day long
1: Working
0: nine too far. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the first person to sing on the podcast. Well, that's amazing. Yes, I know that song so well because that was a song that came out in my generation back in the day. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that uh, classic is still alive. So what is it about Dolly Parton? Because she has like billions of fans and followers. But what do you see as like the, the special thing? Because you like... You, you said her name without even thinking about it. Like, it's kind of like part of you. What What's so special about Dolly Parton?
1: I just love her because she's such, she's just so sweet. And she's such a great singer. And whenever I think of a sweet person, she's the first part, person that pops in my mind, honestly. Oh, really? Just, uh, and,
0: so have you seen her be sweet, like on TV, or hear her do interviews, or where is it that you're like thinking that you have
1: actually at Dollywood um she came one time for a parade and she actually came to like the family show to one of the family shows and she went on stage and she acted like she sounded like she was just so sweet of a person and she's so tiny she's like a fairy she's about my height
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I have noticed that she is I'd say like tiny but mighty right because she's she just like brings her personality to the show and so that's kind of neat so you were like pretty close to her and and you heard her talk and you kind of just like she was your idol and there were and she was right there in front of you and you're soaking it all up
1: i know i was in the same room with her and another reason why i love her is because she opened the imagination library for kids that couldn't afford books because she thinks that all kids deserve to have opportunities to read because her father couldn't read
0: i did not know that so where is this library?
1: It's actually in Dollywood. Okay. Or near Dollywood, somewhere in of course. It's like it's like all over the nation. I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay, so it's like it was established there, maybe, and then kind of expanded the the concept. Really cool. I'll have to. Yeah, they
1: also send books to kids too. Like they send them. Oh really? And you can also... them.
0: Okay, and um, do you like to read?
1: Yes, I really like it. <laughs> I actually have one of her books right on my shelf.
0: Um, and it's- what's it about? <laughs> is it um like one of your favorite go-to reads? What is the, what's her book about that you have near you?
1: It's about her coat of many colors and it's about her story like whenever she was a kid and when her mama whenever her mom like made her the coat and whenever she went to school and all the kids were making fun of her but she said that she didn't care she just she still loved it so much. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's really interesting. yeah, i have I haven't learned a lot about her, so I thank you so much for like educating me, and I'll have to go and kind of read up about that. Maybe I'll even get the book and go to one of those <laughs> libraries. This is so cool. you're you're teaching me so much, and we're in like the first five minutes. That's so neat. Well, I want to talk about your singing and like what sort of got you really, really wanting to sing? because like that's what that's why I asked you the question about like in the car and stuff, um, singing all the time. <laughs> Was there a moment, maybe, um, I know you're like, are you ten, nine right now, right? How old are you? I'm 10 years old. You're 10. Okay. So maybe, I don't know, were you 5 or 4 when you really started thinking about it and you're like, I think I can do this for a long time. Do you remember a time when you just sort of like committed a little bit to singing?
1: I really sang before I could talk. Like whenever I was... In my mom's car, I would all, she would always like turn on like country or gospel music, and I, w- I would always hum. And then one day, my Gigi came in the car, and she heard me humming. And then she told my mom, she said, Emma Charles is humming on pitch. And then my mom said, I never really noticed. So then whenever I was two years old, she taught me my first song, Michael Jackson's Ben.
0: Okay, hold on a minute. Two years old, you were singing a Michael Jackson song on pitch? Yeah. That, that seems uh out of this world and and very prophetic, I would say for like, <laughs> you know, um saying what you were going to do and it was your Gigi told you this?
1: Yes, yeah, she taught me it. That she, was my she, first ever, I really learned.
0: Okay. Did she have a music background?
1: Um she used to sing whenever she was a little bit younger, but she doesn't sing that much anymore.
0: Okay, but she like she heard it and she's like, "Oh, this girl sounds good." Yes. Wow, that's so cool. So, you sang that song, kind of got that song down, and and would you say you were hooked at that moment? And you have like been one hundred percent doing music. Um, well, not one hundred percent because you're a kid, but you know, like really, really thinking about it a lot. Has it been a big part of your life since that time?
1: I used to do tons of like um, youth chorale, which is really fun. And you go in there and sing, and it's so much fun.
0: Tell me a little bit about that. Were you? Is that a, like a, a thing you choose to do, or were you? Did you audition to do that, or? I mean,
1: no, you get to like choose to do it. And what you do is you go to like a church place, and it later, like once you learn songs, you actually like sing for people, and that's probably my favorite part about it.
0: <laughs> okay, and and what is it about singing? I talk to a lot of singers on this show, and uh, I I always like to like want to know in their brains when. When you're on stage, because we're going to talk about um, a couple of the places that you like, you know, you have done some gigs at, you've been singing a lot. But what's in your mind when you have that microphone and you're you know, up in front of all those people? Uh, what kind of feelings are you feeling? What are you thinking?
1: I'm really feeling like happy and excited because whenever like music comes out of my mouth, um, I see tons of people like smiling in the audience, and that makes me happy. And I can really just feel whenever they're happy and they know, I know that they're happy just because I could feel it in the room. And also whenever I sing, I feel, I feel happy and close to God.
0: I love that so much. So you would prefer, um, like if I gave you two places to sing and I said, here, this place is going to be a, a big auditorium and we'll have all the lights on you and the, the audience will be dark. So, you know, there, you won't be distracted or anything um, that's the one kind of like place. And then the other place would be like maybe a little smaller, but the lights would be turned up a little bit and you could see the faces of the people from the stage. Yeah, I
1: would really like that. I think that'd be my favorite.
0: That is so I'd interesting.
1: I'd be, be able to like see everyone because I, I just, I just love seeing the people's faces, see them smiling. And I just think that's my favorite part.
0: That's, is that really encouraging for you? Because if they're smiling and clapping and, and singing along, it, does it motive, yes. motivate you and keep you going?
1: Yes. Like whenever I'm feeling down and I see their faces, I'm like, I love this so much.
0: <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. Yeah, I talked to a friend of mine the other day. He plays drums for a living. He's a professional drummer, and he said just the same thing. And even from behind the drums, he looks around, like when he's playing to kind of see what the, what the people are doing. And I I never really put that together um, because like when I watch you or I watch another singer sing in from the seat, I'm just listening to music and watching you do your thing. And I, it's (laughs) hard for me to imagine that you actually as the singer want to like connect with me, um, which makes it a super special thing. And I, I hope that people who listen to this podcast realize that that's the magic. Like that's the, the way that the artist, which is you, and that fan, which is me, that's the way we can connect in that moment, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And another thing I try to do is like whenever I connect to everyone, I try to connect to everyone, so everyone like I I can just know how they're feeling, and I just think that's so much fun.
0: <laughs> I can absolutely see that. So let's talk kind of a little bit about that. um I read in your in your notes that you um, have done some work at the Country Tonight Theater um which is a i think a pretty big stage I actually law, I saw a picture of it and um I've been to Pigeon Forge a couple times but I haven't been to that venue um what's it like to be on that stage how did you get um let's i guess we'll start with how did you get that job and uh, and what is it like to work there
1: Well actually one of my mom's friends she actually lived in Pigeon Forge well, in Tennessee mm-hmm. and she told that they were having auditions and she called my mom and said I think she'd be perfect for this But then my mom, she contacted, she contacted the director Mm -hmm. and then she sent in a video and they said that they'd love to see me tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Yes, the next day we drove up and we drove up through a tornado. And right whenever we got up there, they hired me on the spot. And another thing is, is that I'm living my dream and tons of other little girls and little kids only dream about wearing fancy outfits. And singing in front of hundreds of people. And another thing that I think is really, really cool is that we were part of 1% of performers in the world that actually got paid to perform in 2020, like the the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That was so cool. And everything was on shutdown except for Pigeon Ford. Just like, we're staying (laughs) open.
0: Yeah. it's funny because you're that's right. It's not funny, but the the whole world basically did shut down in the music industry. All the concerts kind of stopped. And I know, you know, a lot of performers and it was a rough time, but I'm so glad to hear that you sort of had a a place to keep, you know, keep going. And, and for those people who could make it to your shows, you know, safely and do all that, they could receive that, you know, that uplifting feel. So they hired you on the spot. They're like, girl, you got this. And then, yeah, they hired,
1: Same day, actually, we we went to go eat, and then they they called my mom, and they were like, "We want to get her fittings just in case." And then she got off the phone, and my dad was with us, and she was like, "They're gonna hire her. They're gonna they're gonna say we want her." And then my dad said, "They are not." And then whenever we got there, they were like, "Actually, we would love to hire you." And then we said yes, and that. That's
0: where I, That's how I got here today. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, is that something that your mom and dad talk about now? And, and your mom's like, "Well, see, I told you so." <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's so funny. Um, and what did that do to you? Like, so you started at two with the Michael Jackson song, and you were singing all of this. And then, um, how long have you worked for Country Tonight? Is it just like been a year? You said it was twenty twenty, so actually, it's been almost yes. It, um, two years. I've
1: been there for three, three for three years. And I started whenever I was 7, and now I'm 10.
0: Okay. So from 2 to 7, you were sort of, like, getting ready and practicing your craft and all that. But when you got that job, what how, what did you reflect? I mean, I know you're happy. That Obviously, you, I can hear it in your voice. You were super happy. But did you feel sort of, like, um, justified, if you know what I mean by that word? Is like back when your Gigi was telling you that, that you're singing on pitch and you started to practice – did getting hired um, sort of make it make sense? Like, oh, they really do want me to sing because I can?
1: Yes. And I, for a while, I didn't expect something that big to happen. And then whenever I got it, I was like, I, I was just so shocked and so excited. I was probably more excited than shocked, though. <laughs> Way more excited. <laughs>
0: I believe it, so what's the show like? <clears throat> what do you do? Um, I know obviously you sing, but is there like some dancing involved? you you mentioned that you got fitted, so I know you have fancy dresses and all of that. but yes. what what yeah. can you describe the show a little bit so if um if someone wants to come see it at some point, they can?
1: Yes, and it's about two hours, and we do a little bit of dancing, especially my first year. we did a ton of dancing, and that was really cool, and then we sing like country songs. Cause since it's called Country Tonight, like we mainly just sing country songs, mm-hmm. and every now and then we'll sing a few like country pop, like like that.
0: Uh huh. Okay. So is it all pretty much all songs, and the and you it, there are a lot of kids in the in the group, or is it uh, just a couple of kids?
1: Only two. There's a little girl and a boy, but then there's actually two of the little girls, and then one of the little boys, and. Th- There's also there's also comedy in the show too, which is definitely one of my favorite parts because the guy the guy Mr. Chan Molemax he's the he plays like Bubba like the characters name are Bubba Uh (laughs) me and Papa and they're so funny I love those characters so much.
0: Oh my goodness. So kind of tell me, like, so you go on the stage and you do some singing and then you go off the stage. Is it like a lot of on and off for you? Are you literally like, Mm -hmm. and are you saying, are you constantly practicing the songs from the show just to kind of make sure you have them or are they just fun songs and you like them anyway?
1: No, but some of the songs I did, I do learn because they're just so much fun (laughs) and I love listening to them.
0: Well, that sounds really neat. And it's, it's so awesome to have like, you know, a place where you can go and you know, it's kind of regular and people are, paying ticket um you know paying for the tickets to go see you um and gosh you're only 10 years old that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) okay so um similar to that um you have done some work at dollywood also right yes so how did that happen
1: so my mom was like scrolling on facebook one time and then she saw that dollywood was hiring kids and then she was like hey i'm a charles do you want to work at Dollywood or audition for Dollywood? And I said, of course I do. That's one of the reasons why I came up here to maybe get an audition for Dollywood. And then I I auditioned, and then one day my mom got a call and she answered, and they said, "This is Dollywood, and we would love for Emma Charles to be in the show called 'Twas the Night Before Christmas' and play Gracie Baxter, and she's actually the main character. And whenever I got whenever I heard that I was so excited I was jumping like every moment I was I just couldn't believe it I was just so excited
0: oh my goodness so you got the phone call and then how many like was it a lot of months before you were gonna go or were they kind of hiring people very close and you didn't have much time I mean I know you drove up that one day (laughs) to do the country (laughs) tonight and got hired on the spot was this a quick thing or did you have a little time to get used to it
1: little bit of time, but they probably called my mom about a couple of days later, and then rehearsal started around m- the middle of October, and they probably let us know at, like, the end of September, I think, around that time.
0: Okay. And what's that stage like compared to the Country Tonight Theater? How are they similar and different?
1: It's, a, um, the Pine Theater, which is at Dollywood, that one's just a little bit smaller, but it's still- so much fun to go up there, and they have like tons of like props that you get to use, which is one of my favorite parts, like handling the props and doing stuff like that. And they have this like house that, like, whenever their show starts, you see the front of the house, mm-hmm. and then they're like after like the opener, it turns around and it's a whole house inside, and it's just so cool.
0: <laughs> uh, so similar to kind of like a dollhouse concept, like where you yeah. see the front, but inside has all the furniture and everything.
1: Yeah, actually, um before I was in the show like, like way before I was in the show, it was actually it looked like a dollhouse. They did change it, but it was huge and it looked like a like exactly like a dollhouse, but it actually didn't turn, so it was just space. Like it's in the audience.
0: <laughs> Interesting. So would you call that performance more like a like a drama, like a play, or is it a yes. musical?
1: It probably the mix a mix between that because it does have music it has tons of music but it also has a lot of lines in it too
0: do you uh, have a lot of speaking lines or you just handle like the singing part
1: yes um she's actually gracie baxter she's actually the main character so she she does have a, a good bit of lines. she has a lot of lines and then a good amount of um singing roles too
0: okay so that brings me to my next question which part of that do you like better? Do you like doing the the acting part and the handling, handling of the props and whatnot? Or the straight up singing? Or is it too hard to pick?
1: It's really hard to pick. But since I really want to be a country music singer, I think I, had to, I would have to choose singing just a little bit more. But I also would love to be like an actor too. Like a, a country music singer or and actor. I think that would be so cool to be both.
0: That would be cool to be both. And uh, I wonder if there could be like a, a special spot for that. You could maybe even create your own show. Um, oh, that'd you, be cool. Yeah, I know. I mean, you, you sound creative enough. Now for music, do you do, um, do you sit down and like write the words? I know that you co-authored your, the song that's released now and it's under your name. So what part of the process of writing that song did you take and uh, did you like it?
1: Yes, I did. I took a really, a good bit of the process. But actually, the, the guy who helped me write it, his name is Mr. Mike Caldwell. Mm-hmm. He's actually the harmonica player at Country the Night. And he was also on Loretta Lynn's. He was in his, her band whenever she was on tour. Mm. But then one day, he came to me. He was like, do you want to write a song? And I was like, of course I do. And then he grabbed a piece of, a pe- a piece of type- paper and a pen. And we started writing th- down things that I liked. And then we also started writing down some lyrics. And then the next day, he came with me. He came to me with the music. And then I sang it. And that's how that's how "Never Go a Day Without a Rainbow" came to be.
0: That is fascinating. So tell me, um, I, I know the answer to this, but I want people who are listening to this to kind of get it too. So, "Never Go a Day Without a Rainbow." If you just kind of look at those words, somebody might think, "Oh, well, this is a song about like just rainbows and..." rain and all that, but I know that there's like a deeper meaning behind it. What are you trying to tell the world with that song?
1: What I'm trying to tell the world is like, there's still hope, there's still hope in the world. And that whenever you, whenever I think of a rainbow, I think of hope and that Jesus promised and God, they they promised that they would never leave us, that they'll always be there for us. So another deep meaning that if you listen close enough, you'll You'll hear that it's talking about like if you ever need help in your life, just to pray and God will fix the problems
0: that is that is so neat and what um I love about it, especially is the is the positiveness of it because I don't know sometimes maybe you've seen this or not, but um if you're listening to just random music, sometimes it's not the greatest thing that they're saying, right The messages are not like super nice. And uh, yeah, for for me to hear a ten year old, and I talked to another girl um, just a little while ago, and you'll you'll hear her podcast um, very soon. She's the same way. She's like, you know what? I feel like we need to bring good things into the world, and good messages, and inspiration, and all of that. And uh, and you being ten, like you have like your whole life to bring that to the world. And I think that is just so admirable. I I love that you do that and. I hope um, that your song travels the world and it inspires people to do those things. To like, you know, just uh, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Yeah, just to just to be good people in the world because that's what we need. So, I want to talk a little bit about balance because you have described to me um, a billion different things that even just one would be like a lot for for a ten year old kid to do, but you do all of them. And I'm hoping to kind of like picture this in my mind um, of how you can still be a kid, like, you know, have playtime, have some friends over, uh, you know, kind of do you get to do that? Do you get to kind of like have a regular life besides your professional life?
1: Yes, I do. My mom is super protective to where, like, I have enough time to be a kid because I need to have my childhood still, even though I'm performing. But even when I am performing, I know a good amount of theater kids, and they know what it's like. So I can always talk to them. And whenever I'm up in Pigeon Forge, I ha- I can have like playdates with them. They can go out to eat. We can have sleepovers. And then whenever I'm down here in Georgia, um, I actually have like sleepovers with my friends down here, and then I also call them. So I feel like I have a good a good time being a kid still.
0: So. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it sounds like it, and I don't. I'm... I love that your mom kind of creates that space and, I, and I'm sure it's a release for you too, because I'm sometimes um, when you're working and things are expected of you, it's kind of hard. Like, you know, there's some expectations. So you got to be here on time. You got to be this, even though it's fun when you're doing it, the kind of the getting ready sometimes can be hard. But um, I love that she like creates that time for you to like, just enjoy being your age because you don't get it back. Right. You know, 10 is 10 and then you're going to become 11 and grow up and be 12 and they're going to be 18 and your mom's going to go, Oh, where's my little girl. And, <laughs> uh, and, and, and she wants you as much as you want to have that um, special childhood. So love that. Yeah. That is super amazing. Um, do you have anything special at wherever you are that you take with you? Um, like I call them tools of the trade. do you have like a little notebook that you might write um song lyrics that you thought of down, or do you have a small um ukulele or any any instruments that you can take with you to kind of play a little music? Do you play any instruments?
1: Actually, yes, I play the guitar and I'm kind of like playing it and learning it and then tomorrow actually i'm gonna I'm gonna be going to my first piano lesson. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah. And a piano, those are hard to take around, right? So you have to kind of be where, where one is. Um, but is, is that what you like do? You like to surround yourself with, um, with, with things so that when the inspiration strikes you, you, you can write down the music or how, how does the process go for you?
1: Actually um, sometimes I do have a little notebook. Sometimes whenever I think of stuff, I like write it down. And then later I can like try to see if I can find like some lyrics to it. And then that's how I hope one day I'll be cut. Cause that's kind of like how Dolly Parton is. She can just think of something and then just like tap, she'll like clap her hands and then a song will be born and it's just like snap. And I'm like, how do you do that? And I'm like, one day maybe I can do that too. I can just write down something and then be like, Oh,
0: <laughs> that's so neat. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of, um, of a, uh, an older girl. She's older than you. I think she's um, 18 that I interviewed about a month ago. Her name is Ella Kate. So a very similar t- name to you. And she has dozens of notebooks. And she probably started about the age that you are writing her ideas. And she goes to those when she wants to find a new song just to kind of have inspiration. So I think that's super cool. And I would highly recommend you kind of keep doing it because then you have like a little library. You're creating your own library. If you keep doing that, right? Okay. I have uh-huh. a, this is an out of the box question that was um, not in my notes, but since you've talked so much about Dolly Parton, I would love to f- see, like, if you had 30 minutes, you had lunch, a 30 minute lunch with Dolly Parton tomorrow. I'd love to uh-huh. know what would you wear and what would you say? How would it be for you?
1: I probably wear one of like my best outfits, definitely, because it's Dolly Parton, and I try to make my hair a little big like hers. So I can be like, <laughs> "Hello." And then, uh, what I probably tell her is that I love her music, and I love her so much, and that I would love to one day write a song with her. And I think it would be really cool if she wrote a song about me. I think that'd be really, really cool. I hope, to, uh, hopefully, one day I'll get to the point. Where I'm famous like that, and then she'll make a song about me.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. And so, would you have any questions for her? Like anything that I, you seem to know a lot about her. So maybe you maybe you know everything. But would you love to ask her about certain things in her life, or um, would it just kind of be about music in general? What would you guys talk about? I would about?
1: probably like ask her like how did it feel whenever she like blew up? Because I just want to know how it feels because I feel like that'd be so cool to know ahead of time. So then you'll be ready for it if it does happen one day. And another thing I'd be doing is I'd be taking pictures with her like crazy. She'd probably be like, why is this girl taking so many pictures with me?
0: (laughs) Well, of course we got to take pictures and document the moment. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good, that's a good insight because um, it, I can imagine it's hard for anyone, right? You're doing your thing and you're living your best life and you're trying to be the best person. And then all of a sudden, in some cases you have all these people that want your attention and all these people that want to buy the music and all these concerts that people want you to play. And you're like, you have a lot of demands on you. Right. And uh, I think that is really, that's a good question for her because she went through that. Like, and you said she, you know, come kind of came from humble beginnings with her multicolor coat and now she's, you know, she's wealthy and she's powerful and all that. And so what happened during that change and how was she able to handle it? That's a, that's a huge question. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, and to have like a heads up to know what to prepare for, I think that's, that's super smart. So um, I'll just, I'll try to find Dolly Parton. So I'm going to make a mission. I'm going to try to find her and connect with her and, and see if I can get you guys a lunch day. This is not a promise because I don't know <laughs> anything about her, but, Um, sometimes when things like this happen, I get a little inspired and you just never know. And I really hope that it comes true for you. (laughs) So so what, um, what do you have going on in the, in the like upcoming future? What's, what's going to be your, um, I know you want to make it big and you want to sing country music, but, um, what are some like maybe, um, stepping stones that you would love to kind of check off your list, um, between today and let's say, 20 years old?
1: Definitely be a country music singer or any mm-hmm. type of singer, of course. And this year, hopefully, I'll go back to Dollywood a little bit more because I love Dollywood so much. And I really just hope I can meet Dolly Parton and also meet Janelle Author. I really love Janelle Author too, mm-hmm. because she's a great singer. And my favorite song that she sings is w what would dolly do <laughs> i would love to meet her too and sing a song with her uh-huh. and i would have loved to meet loretta lynn too and ask her what it's like too because she's another legend mm-hmm. and she'll always be a legend i think that would have been so cool to meet her too and actually a little bit before she passed away i went to her ranch and that was so cool we get we got to see like what her house was like whenever she was a child and then the, the night before she actually did pass away, she um I actually sang, um they don't make them like my daddy anymore at a, um radio show, and I thought that was kind of cool because like, I just thought that was really cool and weird at the same time that I sang that song and then the next day she passed away sadly.
0: Yeah, so you'd call her uh, Loretta Lynn one of your idols also, like one of your influences. Yeah.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She, her loss, that was huge um, for the industry. And I remember when it happened and um, it was, it was super sad, but um, you know, that is one of the coolest things about um, music and being an author and all of that kind of stuff. When you have a product, you have something that you, um, you give, it gives you what's called um, legacy, right? Because now Loretta Lynn's legacy is the music; it'll live on forever. And Dolly Parton's Mm -hmm. stuff is the same thing. And you've got a song now; Uh, you know it's streaming on all the major services, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And hopefully, down the road, you'll have many, many more. Um, What if you were to put out one more song, like pretty soon? um, Would it be similar to your um, "Never Go a Day Without a Rainbow" song, or would you like take a different approach?
1: i would probably make it kind of have the same meaning but make it just something where you could like understand it a little more i guess like if you didn't really understand it you would definitely understand it and something that will make people happy like if they're if they're down like if they are just sad about something i can i'll just sing it and then they'll be happy i just think that's the mo- one of the most important things about being a singer, it's not about the fame or the fortune. It's about making people happy with your music.
0: Wow, that was a super mature statement right there, and I love it. That's amazing, and I love that the fact that their very first thing you went to when I asked that question was like, "I wanted to be a positive song. I wanted to be, you know, uplifting." And then whatever the song happens to be about is what it's about, right? But the the mm-hmm. the philosophy or the approach to it is is positivity. And, uh, that, you know, that speaks to who you are. And I think that's just (laughs) a fantastic thing. Well, um, I know that the listeners would love to kind of like follow your journey and, uh, keep up with you. Um, I know you have a website and I think you're on, um, Instagram, pretty sure on that. So do you want to like list out if you have, um, the the ways that people can follow you, the, like the best ways?
1: Sure. My website is dot emma-charlescountson.com and then i have a facebook and that's emma then my instagram is ec.countson and then my tiktok is ec underscore and then my cd and music is on all digital platforms
0: wow you just you sound like an 18 year old when you talk about your <laughs> about your professional life it's so uncanny i love that Um, but before we go, um, of all of those, like those platforms, um, do you have a favorite? Do you like, like when you wake up and you want to like share a bit of a song or or something about your life? Do you like, Hey mom, let's do a, let's do a TikTok or mom. Hey, let's do something for Instagram. What's your, like your go-to that your, your favorite platform?
1: I think TikTok because I'm one of the reasons is because there's tons of funny filters on there and I love looking at the filters. And also, I feel like tons of people on TikTok could use a little boost of energy and to know that there's kindness in the world and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, and, that, and that's a really good platform. It's a very current platform with a lot of uh, with young people going on it. And uh, I think that's a really great one. Well, Emma <laughs> Charles, it was a super pleasure to meet you and I can't wait to see what's next for you Um, Do you promise me that you will keep me in the loop and contact me like when big things happen and then we can have you back on the show sometime? Would that work? Definitely. Fantastic. Well, um, again, it was lovely to meet you and I can't wait to visit with you again. And thank you for being on Living in the Limelight.
1: And it was really nice to meet you, too. Thank you.
0: You're quite welcome. All right. Have a super evening, Okay.
1: Thank you. You, too. Okay.
2: day I was born, raised on Dolly Parton, fried chicken, taters, and corn, humming gospel tunes back before I could talk, jumping on the stage quick as I could walk.